Hi, I'm Dean Lebubo, and you're listening to an episode of Digging Deeper. Digging Deeper is a show on the Dig It podcast where we dig deeper into the articles published by our fellow students. We think it's a good idea to let you talk about your paper, you know, that paper that you poured your heart into, or the paper that you struggled with and, well, in the end, turned out to be a masterpiece after all that editing. Anyway, whether it's for one reason or the other, join us as I invite students to discuss their digit articles that mattered most to them. The Digit Podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper with me, Dan Lebubo, and with me uh, at the moment is Natalia Vidovichenko. I hope I said that right. And um, we are going to be looking at an article that she wrote on Dig It magazine called Chernobyl as a medium of global art. Now, personally, I thought this was a very interesting article. The moment I saw it, I knew that this was something I had to read, mainly based on the fact that I was a big fan of the HBO documentary um, Chernobyl, which is, like she says in her article, is one of the most highest rated um, uh, TV shows ever to exist on, on, on IMDb. So hi, welcome, Natalia. How are Thank you? Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Um, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all right. I'm as I'm as, as fine as I can be during mm-hmm. this period. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually found it quite interesting that you started from the TV show straight away, because uh-huh. it was one of my key inspirations to write this article. Right. Well, see, see, my my interest with Chernobyl actually uh, such a comes way before the TV show. TV show was really great, but um, it goes back to I want to say probably two thousand and nine or ten, and that's because of the popular video game Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I and so. the reason why <laughs> is there was a mission. <laughs> there was there was a mission where you were in Pripyat and um and I think one of the main characters says thirty thousand people used to live here and now it's a ghost town. And I was like, huh, that's that's weird. What why? And you know, the the entire layer of the of the environment is just a creepy, empty, dead place and you're just wondering what happened here. And I think that was when I realized what had happened in Chernobyl at that given time because it didn't really occur to me why you know in this video game there were places I couldn't walk into or unless I would die of radiation poisoning you know I'm just like that doesn't make any sense um and I think after that Chernobyl was a recurring topic um in my life when it came to um uh model United Nations conferences because we'd always discuss nuclear energy and Chernobyl always comes back and it's I I think it's a very interesting topic and I'm just really fascinated by how prevalent Chernobyl actually is in art it's so popular Mm -hmm. indeed and for me right now it was very interesting to listen to your perspective 
<laughs> because yeah. somebody growing up in Kyiv, Ukraine, we yeah. experienced Chernobyl from a slightly different perspective. Uh-huh. So for me, growing up every year um, in spring, you would talk about the tragedy year by year. Uh, you would see the pictures, mm-hmm. you would hear the stories of uh, other people who've uh, suffered from the tragedy. And then mm-hmm. after some time, um, when I grew up and I started uh, talking to more people from abroad, I realized that mm-hmm. they pursue the, this uh, event from a slightly different perspective and they came across it uh, through popular culture and art. And uh, it was really interesting yeah. for me yeah. because whenever the topic of Chernobyl mm. would uh, come up, they would indeed mention to me the, the video games or also because of the HBO miniseries, the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the latest uh, hit, I'd say, the Chernobyl yeah. TV show. It is. Uh, so I thought that it would be really interesting to dig into it and see what kinds of... Uh, uh, media events are there that help people yeah. rediscover the topic because i think it's indeed really yeah. uh, really important that it's talk talked about yeah it really is I, I think one of the first kind of uh, events of me dipping my toes into the topic of chernobyl was then going to youtube and watching these videos of just people walking through um walking through pripyat and just seeing how creepy everything was, you know. I think Chernobyl is uh, and Pripyat is was one of those things on YouTube that always appears in one of those videos, like top ten creepiest places on earth, and <laughs> it's like number three, Pripyat, Chernobyl, and then you know they explain what happened there, um, and then you know it kept on coming back, and I was just like, why, why is this such a big thing, and then you realize that, you know, this was something that happened not so long ago in terms of history that could have had catastrophic um, consequences for Europe, if not the whole world. And just the fact that that occurred in our lifetime is is crazy. And, yeah, I, I just find it really fascinating. And, and I... From your perspective, someone that is Ukrainian, uh, it's it must be weird that something that's so big for you is only discovered through media and art for other people that are not really far away from your country in Europe. Yeah, it is. It is pretty shocking. And what strikes me every time is the fact that I think I have more friends from abroad than actually mm-hmm. Ukrainians who actually mm-hmm. went to the Chernobyl um, took the the tours. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a different kind of perception if you um, come across this topic through uh, the TV shows or through the games. Then it's mm-hmm. it's kind of different. You're you're fascinated by it. Maybe you you really right. want to go discover it, see it in the real time, real life. But right. uh, <clears throat> for people who Uh, experience it from a slightly different perspective I don't think I know anybody uh, who actually went there from Ukraine right I guess that's from the perspective that you know for for natives it's something that is 
you don't need to go there to experience what it did to the country. And for people outside, it's just a fascinating idea of, wow, a ghost town. That's interesting. Because in, in essence, Pripyat is the, is the literal embodiment of a ghost town. There is nothing there and there will be nothing there for the next hundreds of years. And I think that's the fascination, I guess, for a lot of people going to Chernobyl. And I think one thing you said in your paper that I thought was was very interesting and fascinating was how um, a place that was so excluded, an excluded place in terms of globalization, is actually the highlight of globalization. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I find I, I I like how that was worded. It's 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 weird. There's this place that is abandoned, but still extremely popular compared to other places that are not abandoned, and I, I think that's just a big that that just shows the effects of globalization essentially. Yeah, for sure, and uh, the the global fascination with the topic because media products keep on uh, coming up and I think there was this kind mm -hmm. of wave with video games as you mentioned how yeah. you discovered it then there was another wave with the um, HBO miniseries uh, a lot of books a lot of uh, uh, songs tracks I don't know a lot of uh, art was dedicated to the topic so mm -hmm. it kind of keeps on mm -hmm. uh, being rediscovered in different parts of the world by different people but with the help of different artists and um, yeah I think it's it's a very interesting phenomenon indeed yeah it is I it's it's fascinating to think that like from music videos by Pink Floyd and video games the the icon that keeps coming back is that um, that Ferris wheel in in Pripyat that and, and that co that comes back and really has ingrained in my head at least what Chernobyl um, what Chernobyl was um, and to go into the into the um, to the TV show if you don't mind the HBO TV show as someone that is that, that is Ukrainian and probably knows the story from a different perspective how did you um, perceive the TV show well, uh, for me, it was very interesting to watch, of course. I was, okay. um, because there is also this book, uh, Voices from Chernobyl, mm -hmm. uh, which is based on the interviews of uh, people who suffered from the tragedy in one way or the other. Right. So I kind of found the parallels between the TV show and the book there. Uh, mm -hmm. But what I really liked is that they showed also a lot of effort by, for example, scientists who tried to um, somehow make the, the consequences uh, not as drastic, although they are, of course, drastic, mm. but they tried to save people, help somehow. I think this mm. was kind of an important uh, topic to talk about because, indeed, there were a lot of people uh, who tried to to improve the situation somehow 
and I'm, I was really happy right. that their efforts uh, got kind of acknowledged. For example, uh, if you could remind me, what was the, the name of the woman in the TV show, The Scientist? Um, her name was, uh, I know her last name, Homyuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've read that she was like the uh, kind of the embodiment of different. Uh, she she's not she's a fictional figure, but um, on behalf of all different scientists who were yeah. trying to help. Yeah, her name is Uliana Homyuk. Yeah, I, I I also read a similar thing that she was uh she's also a, a fictional character, but a kind of like a. Um, an amalgamation of all the efforts of all the scientists that worked. Mm -hmm, for uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And also um, that they highlighted the story of the firefighter so much, right? It's, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, I was, I was just crying all the time while watching this TV show. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, uh, it no, was it's, it's emotional, for sure. It, it's extremely emotional. I, I, I thought from the get-go, just the fact that you know, these people are fighting against something that they've never, human beings have never experienced before, you know. And I think you can almost say that the Chernobyl document, uh, by the documentary by HBO, that in some episodes, it's like a horror film, actually. And, you know, in a horror film, you have a killer that you can obviously see that's, you know, chasing people down. But in this, it's this invisible killer called radiation that's in the air that is dictating how long people are going to live. And for the firefighters, that effect comes very quickly. I think after the first episode, they're all extremely irradiated to the point where like, their skin is beginning to burn and they're beginning to vomit. And I think that's just the extremely shocking part. Like you can't see what's killing these people. It's just around them. And even the innocent people in Pripyat who are just watching this fire from a distance, their lifespan is also dictated at that given moment, that they will not live very long, if lucky. And, you know, they are going to have all these adverse effects of just radiation. And I thought that was the special terrifying thing about uh, Chernobyl, the one by, uh, by HBO. For sure. What uh, I also kind of like how they portrayed is the regime. Oh, yeah. Right? Because people, yeah. they were extremely unaware, at least most of the people. And even uh, when they were kind of taken from the city, evacuated, they they still had a hope that they would come back one day and uh, nobody really knew that they were leaving their houses forever and this, that yeah. this territory wouldn't be able, uh, wouldn't be used for hundreds of years, probably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this kind of shows the, the, the tragedy as well, right? Because I have, yeah. for example, uh, I had classmates whose parents participated in the first May uh, Workers' Day parade in mm -hmm. Kiev just a couple of days after the explosion. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, affected, of course, because those were uh, young children. But nobody knew. 
No. The party leaders, they weren't there, they, but people, the, it was like a, a bad play when everybody pretended that nothing was going on. Mm. And that's kind of terrible and that's something that you can see in the TV show in some parts. Yeah, I, I, well. I, I think I, pre I really like the, the way it was portrayed, this, I, this perspective of, um, of everyone trying to protect themselves. And so in the, in the kind of chain of command and power, you want to ensure that the blame is on whoever is under you. And you can see that on all the different levels from the uh, person who's in command of the power plant itself and then the administrator on top of him and maybe a party leader on top of that person. And this chain of, of ignorance has to kind of keep going so that everyone feels safe and they weren't there and it's not their fault. Whoever faults it is, it's the person at the bottom that, you know, when in, I think was most brilliantly um, illustrated in the end was the problem with the system that um uh, that was shown in that last uh, court case uh, scene, which I think was probably the best example I've ever been shown of how a nuclear uh, a nuclear plant actually works. It really broke it down to the point where I was like, ah, oh, I see. Okay, now I can work at a nuclear plant. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it really shows the issues with the Soviet Union at that time. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. would you like to go to Chernobyl on a tour? I would not like to go to Chernobyl. <laughs> you know, well, I, you I, I've know. seen, I've seen the, I've seen the, the, the growth in tourism around Chernobyl, especially after the, the, the documentary came out, and you had people just going there willy nilly, thinking it's just. A story from the past as if the dangers don't exist anymore just because there's an exclusion zone that isn't as bad as other areas and um there's a kind of so for me there's a weird vibe with with going to a place like chernobyl which for me feels like a monument to um to human error and how we can be better and it's a monument that i personally will admire from afar and respect from afar. I don't need to be in Pripyat to understand the sacrifice that was made by all of these um, all these innocent people that had no idea of what they were facing at that time. So it doesn't really appeal to me to go there rather than to study it from afar and understand like, wow, this was a big moment in history that if anything had gone even further wrong than it already did would have had consequences that we'd feel till today and it's it's just amazing and it's yeah i it's it, it makes me feel existential almost <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i appreciate your position uh when i had to uh, write this article mm -hmm. of course i researched how how is the situation with the tourism uh, at that point, how it was. Uh, I went right. on TripAdvisor and I was shocked. I mean, how, how cheap is it? I don't know. I think it's um, like 100 euros two days or something like this. So wow. I don't, I'm not 
completely sure, but something like this, something <laughs> along those lines. Because you can also take a two-day tour. Um, oh my God, it's like I'm promoting them right now. <laughs> but you can stay. <laughs> you can stay at that. Just to be clear, Jigget yeah. Magazine does not promote going to no, no, no. Chernobyl. And personally, Please don't do that. I, I would also <laughs> never do that. So um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you can stay at the hotel and you can um, order some food. You know, eat at uh, Pripyat and uh, have the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, the amount of tours that I've seen on the website, mm-hmm. it's like every every second, um, uh, every other um, entertainment event that you can get in Kiev was somehow connected to Chernobyl. And this was hmm. kind of disturbing. I'm not going to lie. Is this here. after the? Is this after, after the, the HBO? TV shows yes, come yes, out. yes. So right. exactly when when sense. the whole topic was really hyped. Uh, really disturbing because also my country has so much more to offer and uh, I don't know it's uh, it's kind of yeah. weird that's very interesting it's I it's the hype of modern day media I think you know it, it's it's HBO released a TV show that promotes people to go to Chernobyl they also released Game of Thrones which made people all want to buy huskies as if they were the the um, mm-hmm. the the um the wild dogs in in the show and then realize that you know you can't just have a husky inside a house all cooped up so you know it's it's interesting that like tv shows really just drive people to make these do these decisions as if tv shows are informed advisors on what to do with your life very interesting but that's that's for another time um <laughs> I just really appreciate um, you, you know, we've been trying to do this for a while, Mm -hmm. but I appreciate uh, you actually making some time to talk to me about this because this has been a topic I really, really wanted to discuss. Thanks for inviting me. No, uh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've reached the end of this episode. If you like what you heard, you can contact us or send us your feedback to digitmagazineaudio at gmail.com. This podcast is made on Anchor. Now, Anchor allows you to piece together or produce a podcast online and more importantly for free. It's a pretty nifty uh, tool. Um, more, What I really like about it is the fact that you can record and upload things directly to Spotify. It gives you a Spotify handle. And now we're on Spotify as well, which makes it feel a lot more, well, official. So check out Anchor if you're into making podcasts yourself. Or also you can find us on Anchor and also you can now find us, like I said, on Spotify. Same handle, Digit Magazine Audio. Thanks for listening.